Welcome to the God's Word Gives Hope podcast, where we are passionate about connecting His Word to your life. This podcast provides opportunities to further feed your soul or simply be replenished by listening. We are glad you're here. Welcome to our Thursday Holy Week bonus episode. I'm Amy. And I'm Janae. We are unpacking Isaiah 53 to help us reflect and prepare us for Easter. Today we will look at verses 7 through 9, but before we dive into these verses, we would like to stop and address that this is considered Monday Thursday or Holy Thursday. It is the day in Holy Week where we commemorate the evening Jesus spent with the disciples in the upper room prior to his betrayal and arrest. Jesus was having the Passover meal with his disciples, but this time he did a few things different which resulted with the institution that we now practice of communion or the Lord's Supper. But before they even got to the Passover meal, Jesus did something different. And that was the act of servanthood by washing the disciples' feet. And in John's account, this is where Jesus taught that this is a new commandment that I give you, that you love one another. Now, This was really not a new commandment, but what Jesus was conveying here is there is a newness in it that would be coming, and they would understand this on the resurrection side of things, that the commandment to love one another would have a whole new meaning with Christ's death and resurrection. Monday is derived from the Latin word for commandment. That's wonderful, Janae. Thank you. So we are looking at Isaiah 7, 8, and 9. So from the NLT, I'm going to read it. He was oppressed and treated harshly, yet he never said a word. He was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as sheep is silent before the shearers, he did not open his mouth. Unjustly condemned, he was led away. No one cared that he died without descendants, that his life was cut short in midstream, but he was struck down for the rebellion of my people. He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. So in verse 7, it says that he was oppressed and treated harshly. That word oppressed means made answerable, as in he was made to answer for our sins. And it references Jesus as this lamb being led to slaughter. Now, Jesus is often called the Lamb of God. As Janae just talked about, they were enjoying the Passover meal when, at the end of that meal, he was taken in for arrest. Passover, if you're not familiar with it, a a short version is the people of God were in Egypt and God sent plagues to make Pharaoh release them. And the last one was the death of the firstborn and the killing of a spotless lamb and putting that blood on over the the threshold of the home is what prevented the Israelites from having their firstborn die. Jesus is this lamb that was slaughtered. And by dying, he actually opened the door of the temple to all of us, that the veil was torn in two from his death, and that God no longer had to visit his people behind closed doors, but instead that he became available to all of us. And then there's this reference that he is silent. And in Matthew 26, 63, it talks about how Jesus remains 
silent in front of the priests and these officials that accused him and the things that they were saying around him and about him, and yet he stayed quiet. And in fact, 1 Peter 2.23 talks about this. It says, He committed no sin, neither was deceit found in his mouth. When he was reviled, he did not revile in return. When he suffered, he did not threaten, but continued entrusting himself to him who judges justly. The idea that Jesus didn't say anything, this is one of my greatest challenges as a human. I'm an extrovert. I like to talk. I like to speak up, share my opinion. And when you know you can say something and you know, for the most part, you are right. And Jesus knew he was right. He knew who he was. He could have called down heaven upon them, but he submitted to the Father and his human temptation, if there was one, he did not give into it and he chose not to speak. There's so much that we can learn from this, but we're going to move on to verse 8. From the NRSV says, by a perversion of justice, he was taken away. Who could have imagined his future? For he was cut off from the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. The perversion of justice part, God still used for his purposes. But this prophecy calls attention to the Messiah whose life would be cut short for the sins of the people, our sins. He was the sacrificial lamb, the scapegoat. He took our place. And it continues in verse 9 where it says, He had done no wrong and had never deceived anyone, but he was buried like a criminal. He was put in a rich man's grave. It's so interesting because Jesus died by crucifixion, which is the way they killed criminals and slaves, but he never would have fit that mode, that role, yet he was crucified between two thieves. So that first part of the text about Jesus never committing any sin or wrong, but being killed like a criminal, that is in direct reference to the crucifixion. But then when his body was removed, Joseph of Arimathea asked to place Jesus's body in his grave. And we know from the Gospels of Mark and John that Joseph was a respected member of the council, which would have pointed to him having some earthly wealth. And so in this, Jesus, again, fulfills this verse completely, dying the death of a criminal and yet being honored by being placed in a rich man's grave. Just a few short verses, but much to think about. And in line with how we have concluded our shorter reflective moments of Holy Week, we want to continue that today. And we will let the music play a little longer to give you an opportunity to reflect on what we have discussed. Ask God what He wants you to know about Him through these verses today. Where are the spaces in your life that you want to speak out loudly, but the Spirit is leading you to quietly allow Him to handle it? Do you need to release anything today?